Well, good morning and welcome to the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires. This is another off-season update edition of the Magic Time Podcast for September 18th, 2018. Very pleased to be joined, as per usual, by the head coach of the Moncton Magic, Joe Salerno. Good morning, Joe. Hey, guys. Going good, my friend. Uh, Happy September. Uh, I know that, like you, like so many parents, got kids back in school, but you've got two little ones now uh, off to grade school. What was that like on day one? Yeah, we do for first time, right? We have, uh, we have both kids in school. Alex, uh, she started kindergarten here this year and in Camden, of course, entering uh, uh, third grade French immersion. So it's certainly been a exciting time for, for all of us. And uh, it was good. You know, I, I thought I was actually going to really struggle uh, kind of emotionally with, with Alex going to school, but uh she was she was great, man. She was excited for it, and uh, you know she's had a great first week and a half of school. So um, all is good. It's usually harder on the parents than it is on the kids. I speak from experience, coach. <laughs> yeah, I you know I just you know she she of course Alex you know we've been fortunate enough that you know our kids have always been able to to kind of stay home. Um, you know they really hadn't they, they didn't really didn't go to a daycare or anything like that. Camden went to a a pre-K uh, school before he went to kindergarten, but Alex never did any of that. So I was a little worried about her kind of leaving the nest here for the first time. Uh, but she's a tough cookie, man. She's uh, she's the tough one of the group, and she's doing great. Well, you know what else? She'll have a big brother Cam the man to keep an eye on her as well. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, no, we're 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 pretty happy about that, and uh, you know, Camden. You know, he's, he's, he's walking around the, the living room speaking French, and I don't know what he's saying. And, uh, you know, so he's he's had a good first week and a half as well. Hey, one of the benefits of uh, living in a bilingual country and certainly a bilingual province, right? Your uh, your son is going to be bilingual. He'll be able to – maybe one day he'll be able to call the games en français. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe, you know, he'll be able to coach in France or whatever. I mean, he, he's uh, – Cam, you know him, and he's always up for whatever uh, – and uh, it's just a great opportunity, you know, for him to, to start learning a second language at such a young age. So, um, you know, we're very fortunate to, to live here in Moncton and, and have that offered in the school system. So it uh, seems like he's enjoying it so far. And like I said, he's always throwing around a couple French words here and there the last week. And uh, so it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, uh, certainly say hello to uh, Cam and Alex for me. And, of course, uh, to your lovely wife, Darcy. All right, let's get into some Moncton Magic discussions. Uh, lots going on over the summer. We've had a couple of these off-season updates kind of following the trajectory through all the different things that have been happening over the summer. But certainly now it's starting to ramp up. I believe uh, there are now 11 players uh, that have signed. But let's talk about some of the most recent signings for uh, for the Moncton Magic since last we spoke. Um Let's go with uh, the young man that you took first in the draft, actually, uh, just recently signing, Miles Seward. Uh, how good did it feel to get him under contract? Oh, it was good. It was, it was great. It was great for us. I mean, Miles, you know, filled a, a need, kind of a void that we were looking to fill at the draft, and that was really coming away with who we felt was the, the best Canadian player at the draft. Uh, so to get him to sign is a great thing for us, and for training camp and for the season, but I also think it's a great thing for, for the NBL Canada. Uh, you know, they put a lot of work and effort into into that draft. They do a great job with it, and 
you know, you the guy who goes number one overall, you, you certainly want to see him in an NBL Canada uniform come that season. So, uh, you know, we were excited to, to get the deal done, and, and Miles is really excited. Like, he's he's extremely excited to, to start his, his pro career, and, um, you know, he's excited about, about being part of the, the Magic. So, uh, you know, really happy to, to get that contract, uh, you know, in the books and, and, and done with. And it's always so important to be able to have a good mix on any team, whether it's offensively, defensively mixed, whether it's veteran uh, or rookie mix. You've got some true rookies on this team now, of course, with the signing of Miles um, earlier in the summer, signing Gentry Thomas, uh, another rookie. Uh, but another guy that you signed recently, uh, Sean Johnson, going to be another rookie coming in. And just reading the bio that the team sent out, this was a guy that uh, kind of caught your eye twice. Maybe just a, a quick backstory on how Sean Johnson came onto your radar and uh, why it was that you wanted to get him signed. Yeah, the first the first time I saw Sean uh, was actually the end of May uh, in Houston at the um, Hoop, Hoop Summit, the Hoop Summit Combine that I was at, um, and, and he was just. He was very good. He was very good over the course of the two days. I thought he was he was definitely the best player in the gym. Uh, you know, that really kind of had the tools to, to play at the professional level. And, uh, you know, I thought he was really good over the course of two days. So he, you know, he went on the, the depth chart in, in our office. Um, and we started really kind of digging into to his past and, and, you know, his collegiate career. And, uh, you know, I got word from his agent that he would actually be attending uh, a workout in Las Vegas as well in July. So, you know, we certainly kind of had that circled and, and, you know, we knew where and when Sean would be playing in, in Las Vegas. So uh, we made it a point to, to go out there and, and watch actually four games of his uh, in Las Vegas as well. And he just showed he was, he was as consistent as, as we were kind of hoping um, and to see him play against, you know, a certain competition in Houston and then to see the same guy show up and play just as well against a totally different group of players in Las Vegas, you know, really kind of kind of sewed up the deal on that. It really kind of confirmed what my initial thoughts were on Sean is that, you know, he was a very good player. So uh, really kind of high expectations, you know, for Sean. I, I think he's a, a rookie who physically can have an impact in the league right away. Um, you know, and he's, he's a great kid. He's a great person. You know, he's young. He's only 23 years old. But um, – you know, I think he has a degree in engineering, uh, engineering management, and just uh, an overall uh, class act. So, you know, looking forward to working with Sean. And like I said, we have pretty high expectations for him coming to camp. We'll move on to another new signing in just a second. But one of the things um, that you were quoted as saying about Sean was that, you know, when you first saw him back in May and then when you saw him again in Las Vegas, your comment was, um, you know, he was he was the best guy in the gym. A lot of times when you watch uh, a sport, you watch team sports, certain players will stand out to you for a variety of reasons. Just quickly before we move on, what were a couple of the attributes that you saw in Sean that really jumped out at you, that, especially when you saw him that second time in Vegas, that you were like, okay, wow, this is a kid that we need to look into a little more? Yeah, I mean, his athleticism is, is the first thing that really comes to mind. He, he's an extremely, extremely athletic strong player um you know he has, a, he has a good build that he's about six five probably right around 210 pounds um you know but he's really a high riser you know and, and he really can can get up off the floor and finish around the rim and, and and block shots from the guard position and um 
you know, that, and he, he just rarely made bad decisions. And, and that's something, you know, you're always kind of a little worried about or tentative with rookies, you know, that they just haven't played at this speed of the game or physicality. And, and a lot of times that affects their decision-making. Um, Sean just made good decisions, you know, for, for basically four straight days that, that I watched him play. And, um, you know, he just, he was just a very poised kind of, you know, calm, young player and, and and sometimes those guys it's pretty rare a lot of times you see these young young guys right out of university that you know they're at an exposure combine so they're trying to make you know make every play and, and make these things happen and they end up forcing the issue and and making bad decisions and Sean really kind of let the game come to him and um you know like I said he just had the size and athleticism uh and it really looks like the IQ to to play at a high level so you know, those are certainly the things that kind of stuck out about Sean uh, the first time that I saw him in Houston and, and certainly why we wanted to watch him again, uh, which he confirmed about his play in, in Las Vegas. Well, you talk about size and IQ. Thanks, Coach. That's a great segue to talk about uh, one of the other <laughs> recent and new signings, uh, Zeke Marshall. We'll get to the IQ part of it in just a second. Kind of interesting uh, what he does off the court. But Zeke Marshall, seven foot uh, in terms of height, 7-6 in terms of wingspan. What is it, other than the obvious, about this big man that made you want to go out and get him? Well, I mean, quite, quite a few things. Um, obviously, the, the size and, and length, and he's extremely you know, athletic. Uh, he can really get off the floor for, for a 7-footer. Um, you know, those were all kind of the obvious things. But, you know, he played, he's played at, at high levels. Um, you know, he had a great career at, at University of Akron uh, in the MAC, you know, which is a pretty good conference. And, you know, he was named the Defensive Player of the Year there, his senior year, averaging just shy of four blocks a game. Um, you know, he was a first-team All-MAC selection. And he was on a lot of NBA radars, you know, after his senior year at, at Akron. You know, he had a lot of NBA workouts. He, he did some NBA Summer League stuff, I think, with the Orlando Magic. Um, so, you know, obviously – his kind of resume and, and where he's played professionally spent a couple of years in the NBA G league, um, you know, as well as, as in Taiwan and, and uh, last year he was in the middle East. So he's played a lot of places. Um, and, you know, all those things were, were kind of attractive, you know, telling you he's more than just, you know, good size. And you mentioned typically with seven footers and above, it's, it's a lot of times, They've got that size, they've got that length, they've got that presence on the floor, but a lot of times it's the agility and the mobility that ends up letting these bigger players down in terms of being able to play at a higher pace and be able to have longevity. When you watch Zeke Marshall, what is it about his athleticism and his agility that kind of belies the fact that he is a seven-footer? Well, I mean, he, he just, he moves well. He moves well for, for a guy of his size. You know, like we, he and I were, were just chatting and I mean, you know, he has a size 18 shoe. I mean, he's a, he's a very, you know, big individual. Um, but with that size, you know, he can, he can run the floor. Um, he has pretty good lateral movement, you know, when it comes to defending ball screens and pick and roll and, and, you know, he's such a great shot blocker <clears throat> from a, a timing standpoint in, and having the ability to use his length, even if he was to get beat off the dribble by a smaller guard, um, you know, in a pick and roll situation, he, he really has the ability to use his length and, and get back and still protect the rim. So, you know, he's proven that he, he can play, you know, against 
high level athletes. Um, he's had some success playing against those players. And, you know, I think a lot of that comes back to being able to move, uh, you know, like, like Zeke can at his size. And it is rare to find guys, you know, that are seven feet tall and a seven foot five wingspan. And that, that, that does have good mobility. So that was really one of the biggest selling points on Zeke. We thought he could, he could move well enough to defend in our league, and, and he's certainly going to bring some rim protection, uh, you know, which we didn't necessarily have last year. And from a play-by-play guy's perspective, uh, I want to say personal thanks because Zeke, that is a great play-by-play name. I, I envision being able to do lots of things with the name Zeke in the course of a game. So thanks, Coach. Yeah, no, it is, it is a great <laughs> name. And, you know, it's funny because he played – for the University of Akron, which their their nickname is the Zips, and you know if you probably saw in the, the press release photo uh, was a photo of him when he was playing it, and there was a huge Z, you know, across his his jersey, kind of reminded me of, of Zorro, right? And uh, <laughs> but that's the first thing I thought of, and uh, but no, it is it is a it is a great name. I think I think it goes by. I've seen a lot on his social media handles. Uh, Ziggy 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 Marsh is. Uh, is I think kind of a handle or nickname that he may go by. So, uh, you know, we'll see if that kind of plays out this year. Oh, listen, uh, if I have anything to do with it, the Moncton Magic will be the all nickname team in the 2018, 2019 NBL coach. Yeah, I just, I think that's great. Before we move on and talk about a couple of other things, we've talked about these new signings. You talked about Zeke Marshall and the rim protection and, you know, you referenced it, but certainly, during a, a good portion of last year, that was kind of a constant refrain, especially when it got down the stretch into the playoffs, was that, you know, perhaps you would have liked to have had a little more of a presence in the middle. You look at the players that are currently signed, and it's hard not to look at now Denzel Taylor, Billy White, Ronaldo Dixon, Walter Pitchford, and Zeke Marshall. Not knowing if every one of those guys will be on the opening day roster, but certainly, Coach, it gives yourself and the coaching staff uh, what would appear to be a lot more options in the middle than you had last year. Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I, I feel good about it. I, I think, you know, we, we established a game plan uh, this off season as far as, you know, what we wanted to go after, um, the type of players that we wanted to go after. And I think we've been successful in, in finding some of those pieces. Uh, you know, now it's, it's really about training camp and, and seeing which of those pieces fit together um, you know, the best. So, but, but we certainly have options and, you know, you look at that playoff series with, with Halifax last year. And I mean, obviously now, you know, you give yourself Billy White. Uh, so you take him away from Halifax, you give yourself Ronaldo Dixon, uh, and then, you know, a couple of the guys with legit size, Walter Pitchford at six ten, and, and Zeke at, at six or seven feet. Um, you know, I certainly would, would have felt a lot more comfortable going into that series with, with those guys from a defensive standpoint. Uh, no doubt, I think it would have helped us. So I think we have made improvements where we, we wanted to. Um, and now I'm looking forward to, to seeing it kind of come together and, and how they all work together. And I know there's still lots of things to come. Obviously, the China trip, which we're going to talk about in a second. You've got training camp, obviously. Still uh, some ways to go before you do chisel out that final sculpture that will be the opening day roster for the Moncton Magic. But looking at the players that you currently have signed and with some other things that uh, you've got cooking behind the scenes to help round out this roster, in terms of you know 100% being exactly what you wanted to do when you set out in the offseason, 
where would you consider yourself to be right now in terms of the team makeup working toward that 100% of what you want the opening day team to be? Pretty darn close, I think. Um, I think we've addressed, you know, size issues. I think we addressed even physicality issues. Um, you know, I think we've certainly added a little bit more scoring uh, to our backcourt, you know, which was a little bit of an issue last year. You know, with guys like like Joggy and, and Doug Herring. Um, so I, I think we're pretty close. You know, we're we're still we're still kind of looking at that that bigger wing position. Um, you know, obviously when when we made the move to trade Terry, you know, that was going to open up a, a little bit of a hole there uh, at that three position. You know, which we're we're still kind of working on and, and looking looking to fill a bit. I think we have some good guys in camp. Um, but I think we're close. I, I think we're close, very close to 100% as far as what we were looking for and then actually, you know, signing those guys. And, and again, now it's really about putting those pieces together, um, you know, which I look forward to, to starting to do this, this this month. Well, starting this weekend, really, in, uh, in China. Well, you're going to go to China, and then when you come back, you're going to have your training camp at Crandall, and then – you're going to open up the regular season uh, in mid-November at the brand-new Avenir Center. Now, I know that you were there for the grand opening last week. You've had a bit of a time to look around the new location, uh, inside and outside. What are your first impressions of the new home for the month of magic? Uh, I was I was really kind of blown away, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was really taken back at, at just what an incredible building that it is. Um, it is a state-of-the-art, you know, professional uh, arena. Um, it's it's incredible. You know, I, I've I've been lucky enough to see, you know, every building that has been part of the NBL Canada. You know, with the exception of, of Sudbury, I obviously haven't been there yet. Um, but I, you know, I have no issues saying that that the Avenue Center, you know, will will be the nicest venue in the NBL Canada. You know, I'm, I'm fully confident in saying that, um, which is just exciting. It, it's such an exciting thing. Our, our players are excited about it. You know, I saw an awful lot of our fans uh, at the uh, open house a couple weekends ago at, at the grand opening. And, you know, a lot of excitement about the new building and, and kind of what that atmosphere will be like down there. So uh, I'm thrilled. It's just a, a very impressive uh, building to, to be playing out of. Well, and I think it might sound like a funny thing to say with a new building because you'd think about the inside. But what I was really impressed with were a lot of the the images, video and pictures that I saw of the grounds outside the venue. That that kind of uh, piqued my curiosity quite a bit as well. And I think there's also like LED lights or some something on the grounds that when the when the Moncton Magic hit a tray or a triple, they're going to light up something along those lines. What, what were your impressions of the outside? Yeah, the, the, the courtyard area was just, I mean, it was, it was beautiful. And, and again, it, it kind of gives, I think, teams so many possibilities, you know, as to how they want to use those those kind of, you know, the technology and, and the actual area, the courtyard area itself. Um, you know, I think that the possibilities are really endless. You know, we were, of course, they have a stage area, you know, built in right there into the courtyard, and, and they're going to be able to hold concerts there and, and they have, you know, they can put a, a huge, uh, you know, kind of digital screen at the back of the stage. And 
and myself and Kent Wallace, our, our director of ops, um, you know, we were talking about kind of the, all the possibilities. And, and one of them was, you know, we would have the possibility potentially for like the playoffs, you know, when the weather starts getting a little bit warmer and, and you're talking about in May, you know, you could kind of have a, a bit of a Jurassic Park like the Toronto Raptors do, kind of maybe show our road games on an outside screen at the courtyard live. You know, things like that. It's just, I think there's a lot of possibilities. And, and again, I think it's just enhancing the experience, you know, being a Magic fan, um, you know, for the people of, of Moncton and, and the province of New Brunswick. So it, it's it's truly exciting. I saw photos of the first, uh, the first concert uh, that was held there, you know, a week or so back and the, the lights and the things that they can do there really, truly is spectacular. So, uh, yeah, endless, endless possibilities, including the, the courtyard area. Well, just another piece to this Moncton magic, uh, puzzle, so to speak. And I say that, and I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but something that seems to be very consistent from the players that, come to play for Moncton when they make their decision to come and play for the Magic. You know, you'll hear them often say, well, I had a number of offers that I was going through with my agent, but at the end of the day, all of the great things I heard about the Moncton Magic organization from the ownership to the coaches to the entire staff, and now you add that building into that equation. How does that make you feel as a coach and in the position that you're in in terms of signing players? When you consistently hear players say, and it's not that they're being coaxed to say it, they're saying it of their own volition. How does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel good. I mean, it makes you feel, you know, obviously proud of the organization that you work for. Um, you know, it certainly is, is rewarding. You know, we, we wanted to kind of establish a reputation among players, you know, last season. That was a, a big goal of ours to kind of, again, you know, make Moncton a premier destination for players in the NBL Canada. And, you know, when you hear that feedback from players, you know, it's really just, um, you know, you're really just kind of getting the, the feel that, you know, you're, you're doing your job and, and, and you're doing it well and, you know, players want to be here. So it's a, it's a great feeling. And I think that's, you know, it's obviously a big reason why we were able to sign a lot of the big name players uh, that we did this off season. Now, that takes us to, you mentioned some of the players that you signed. A lot of these players are going to be making, well, I don't know that you can get much of a longer road trip coach than going to China. Uh, you leave in a couple of days, right? What are your, you know, what's rolling around in your head right now as you get ready to head over there with uh, with the team? Oh, yeah. No, so we leave, uh, we leave Thursday morning um, pretty early. And, of course, we have you know, everybody's leaving from, from different destinations all over the United States and Canada. Uh, but we'll all be on flights on, on Thursday morning and we'll be meeting up in, in Beijing. Um, and actually we, we have another flight once we arrive to Beijing, uh, to uh, the city of Haiku in the province of, of Hanan, which is actually a, a very small Island, uh, South, South, South China, uh, South central China. So, um, what's going through my head a, a lot, <laughs> you know, trying to, uh, you know, make sure a first, all of our players are, are fully prepared and, and all set to go. Um, you know, be making sure that, that I'm, I'm kind of ready from a basketball perspective. You know, I really want to get the most out of this trip. Uh, so how I want to structure our practices, you know, uh, how I want to format, you know, rotations when, when we, when we play our games, what guys we really like to see a lot of and, and then, of course, 
you know, lastly, me trying to get prepared, me trying to pack and, and be ready to, to take off for uh, 11 or 12 days. So uh, a lot going on here, you know, the next day and a half before we, we head out Thursday morning. And I know there's the obvious thing of team chemistry, you know, bringing players together. You know, there's going to be some players on this trip that may not be on the Moncton Magic roster. But as you look at this from a basketball point of view, Coach, what are one or two priorities that you'd like to really focus on and come back from that trip and say, you know what? Yes, we accomplished that. Uh, I think the number one priority for us uh, is to just have the guys get to know each other. I mean, just have the guys be able to to spend time with each other and and get some familiarity with each other's personalities uh, as well as their, their game. Um, I just, I want to be able to come back to training camp in October and, and have all pretty much all of our guys have met everybody, have an understanding of, of everybody's personality and game and, and what they can bring to the table and just kind of have a, more of a, of a camaraderie type feel in our official training camp, you know, which can usually be kind of a, a pretty cutthroat, pretty intense, you know, a lot of nerves. And, and we're trying to take some of that out. Um, you know, that that's probably the, the biggest thing. And then obviously, you know, there are certain guys that, that we really want to see play, you know, quite a bit in, in China. You know, some of our younger guys, guys like Gentry Thomas and guys like Sean Johnson, you know, they're going to see an awful lot of minutes over there. Um, there are a few guys on our roster that, that aren't currently under contract. You know, we, we really want to see them and kind of see how they play and how they mesh in. So, you know, I think those are kind of our, our main priorities right now. Um Obviously, we want to win games, too, right? We want to represent the Magic and, and the NBL Canada very well. So, um, you know, we'll certainly, we'll certainly be competitive and, and uh, try, to, try to win all of our games. Now, there's a number of guys that play in the NBL Canada. You know, we talked about, uh, about Zeke and his experience. But some of these guys, I'm wondering, have they ever been outside of North America? Are you aware of any of the guys that are going over that have never traveled outside Canada, the United States, have you had a chance to talk to them about perhaps culture shock and what to expect? Um, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there, there's certain guys, you know, a lot of the guys that are going on the trip, they have, they have been, uh, you know, to Europe or they've been to some of them have been to China before, but not everybody. Um, you know, I, I don't think Sean, Johnson has really traveled anywhere outside of the United States before. Uh, Gentry Thomas, I think, you know, has really only been to, to, to North America. Um, you know, so there'll, there'll be a couple guys like that. You know, I know this is Anthony Cox's first trip to China, and he's all kinds of fired up about it. You know, he's, he's really looking forward to it. I think he's looking forward to maybe doing some shopping out there, you know, for some, for some socks and, and kind of, <laughs> you know, maybe kind of new, new clothing and, and things like that that you may not be able to find in, in New York. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think everyone is, is excited uh, about going on the trip and it certainly is going to be a new experience. You know, I actually just emailed everybody last night or the night before, again, just kind of emphasizing that, you know, this is a, this is a, a big trip. There's lots of moving parts. There'll be a lot of travel. You know, not everything is going to be going to be perfect. There's going to be hiccups. You know, let's keep a positive mindset. You know, remember why we're there and, and enjoy the experience of, of a new culture. Um, so I'll continue to try to say at that point home with, with all the guys. Well, at the end of the day, it's a business trip, right? It is. I mean, there's no doubt. It's it's a it's a business trip. Um, you know, it's a 
it's a tool for, for our magic. You know, it's a tool for us to, for the upcoming season. And, and that's the way we're kind of looking at it. Um, but again, with one of our main priorities being the guys enjoying each other's company and getting to know each other, you know, there will also be, you know, some fun involved for sure. And, and I, I think that's automatic. I think exploring a, a new country, a new culture you've never been to, there's a lot of fun in that. There's a lot of excitement. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think it's going to be a, a good trip. I got to think that the, uh, the first team meal there, that, that could be interesting coach. I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it will be. I mean, you, you really have to, you have to keep an open mind, man. You have to, to get out of your comfort zone and, and, you know, I already know, I already know a couple of the guys that are going to have an issue with it. Um, but again, it's what it's about. It's, it's, and you know, it's, it's kind of growing as a person. I mean, it really is. It's kind of expanding your horizons and, um, you know, you, you may not ever get this opportunity again. So, uh, experience it and, and, and try to enjoy it and, and try new things, man, because there's, there's going to be a lot of new things, uh, for sure. Now, did you have to get any special shots, any kind of, you know, sometimes you hear about international travels, like, oh, well, I've got to get a this shot and a that shot because of where we're going. Any of that involved with this trip or no? Uh, no, no. I mean, I kind of checked with, with my, my doctor, um, but no, nothing, nothing really required. Um, you know, interesting, interestingly enough, I, I actually, my last trip over there, I actually became very ill while I was in China to the point I actually had to go to an emergency room in China. Um, I had a severe case of, of strep throat while I was in China. And, and that was, that was quite an experience, uh, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, as far as, you know, being prepared and you now we, we didn't, there was nothing like that that we had to, to kind of go through. Now, I know when we talked before about your previous trip to China, one of the things you talked about was the obvious necessity for a translator. Do you know who your translator is yet? And have you had a chance to chat with them? Uh, I do. I do know who our translator is. He's actually an assistant uh, of the, the president of Unlimited Sports. I had the opportunity to meet him uh, my last trip to, uh, to China. Great guy. A lot of fun. Loves basketball. You know, um, is, is a big time fan of basketball and, you know, he knows a little bit about the game. So I think, I think he'll be, he'll be okay to work with on the sidelines, you know, like you and I have discussed before. And uh, so, but these guys, you know, the, the translators are great because it's an opportunity for them to spend, you know, a week and a half, two weeks every day with, with some, you know, basketball players from Canada and, and the, the United States and, all they want to do is talk about NBA, right? They just want to talk about LeBron and Steph Curry. And uh, so it's, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I know that uh, you said you leave Thursday and everyone's kind of coming in from any, everywhere you meet in Beijing and then you go to your main destination. I think it's a pretty tight timeline. When's your first game? Yeah, it, it is tight. So we actually, uh, so we leave the 20th, um, which actually puts us in Beijing on the 21st um and then our first game is the 23rd so you know depending on how wary we are of the travel we potentially have two practices on the 22nd uh we'll definitely have one on the 22nd and then also a walkthrough uh on the 23rd but but really only about a day uh to kind of prepare for our our first game um which will be interesting 
you know, then then we do have two two full days of practice before our next game. So, you know, the first game comes quick. You know, we're going to have to rely a lot on, on just our athleticism and, and the guys just kind of playing, like just kind of sharing the basketball and, and kind of doing their thing, um, which is okay. You can kind of see a lot in a player, you know, when it's just kind of a, a run, right, where you don't have a lot of structure in yet. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But it's a quick turnaround. First game is the 23rd. And this just popped in my head now. What rules are you playing under? Is it straight FIBA rules, or is it more to what you're used to playing in the NBL? Do you know? Uh, it is FIBA rules, yeah. So all the, the CBA China plays by FIBA rules, as well as pretty much every other league in the world except the NBA. So, you know, the only the only main difference is uh, the, the quarters are actually two minutes shorter, um, and there's actually only five personal fouls instead of six. Um you know, but everything else pretty much remains the same as, as it would with the NBL Canada. Well, it's going to be an amazing trip. And I know that we referenced it before, but we can keep in, in contact uh, via text or even social media. But if we can somehow find a way to do a podcast uh, while you're in China, uh, I think we should definitely explore that. Are you up for that, Coach? I know you got a busy schedule, but, uh, you know, if, if you're good for it, I am. Yeah, no, I think that could definitely work. I think maybe doing one after maybe our first couple games, um, you know, might be kind of cool just to kind of talk about how, how guys have looked and, you know, who's been playing well and and, uh, and those type of things. So, no, I, I think fans would, would certainly enjoy that. And, you know, we're really, we're really going to make our best effort to send as much content, um, you know, back, back here to, to Canada via our social media platforms and the magic websites, um, you know, so our fans can kind of follow and, and check in on, on the team on a, on a daily basis. But yeah, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I'm all for uh, trying to work out a podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. And I certainly encourage fans, if you're not already doing so, to follow the Moncton Magic on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Not only the Moncton Magic, but a lot of the players as well are on social media, Instagram in particular. Final thing for you, Coach. Obviously, you've talked to your kids about your trip and where you're going. Uh, have they asked for you to bring anything back specifically from China? Like, what's Dad got to bring back? Yes, Camden wants a samurai sword, um, <laughs> which is, is, you know, going to be a little tough. Um, and Alex is, is looking for um, uh, a Chinese Barbie doll. Is, is what she wants to add to her collection of, of Barbies. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to have to kind of, you know, I, I set myself up for that, though, because when, the last time I went to China, Camden was five. He was five years old. And I brought him back a, a souvenir sword, okay? And it's not a massive sword. It's probably only about, you know, maybe two feet long, right, from the, the end of the handle to the tip of the sword. And it has a lot of kind of beautiful dragon engravings on the blade and, and, and uh, uh, Chinese characters and, you know, really kind of a, of a, a cool souvenir, which is kind of hanging in his bedroom. Um, I also brought him back a crossbow that, <laughs> that I actually bought from a, um, like a, a street peddler, a, 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 a kind of a street corner shop, a guy on the sidewalk handmade these, these very small crossbows um, that were really pretty unique and, and kind of cool. So I think Camden now expects, you know, he's older, 
he wants a bigger sword, like an actual samurai sword, as he calls it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to not bring up the, the crossbow. I don't know where I could go with that. So <laughs> they're, uh, they're excited to see what I'll, what I'll come home with. Why am I not surprised, knowing Camden, that he would ask for a samurai sword? And it'd be really interesting to just kind of have a hidden camera video of you, Coach, trying to get that through customs and your explanation about that. So maybe we could do that and just have it like a little, uh, you know, a, a social media video. Here's Coach Solano getting his cam's <laughs> samurai sword through customs. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to look for an alternate from the samurai sword. Um, you know, but it, he really wanted a sword when he was five, and I, and I made it work. I made it happen. Uh, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. And, uh, you know, there's just so many kind of cool different – different things there um, from artwork to, to, I mean, everything. I mean, it's just, it, it's really cool. Hopefully we're going to have a little bit of time, um, you know, to do a little shopping and I'm sure the guys really enjoy it as well. And, and uh, again, just experience that culture, but I'll, I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something good for, for Cam and, and, and Alex. Well, I know that they'll be excited to get it for sure. Final thing for you, coach, obviously we've talked about, you know, this China trip and what's coming up. But once you get back from China, what's the next big thing uh, on the calendar for you? I know that training camp is somewhere uh, in October-ish into early November, but getting back from China late September, you know, that next week to 10-day period, what's kind of the next big priority for you and the team? Well, it's certainly finalizing our, our training camp roster is, is number one. Uh, you know, we'll get we'll be back from China in early October, uh, which will give us about – you know, two, two and a half weeks before camp opens. So finalizing, um, you know, that, that training camp roster will be number one, um, you know, finalizing all the details for our camp will be number two. And, and then of course the, the process of processing all the players work permits and, and getting them prepared for travel, you know, that's a, that's a whole other animal in, in its own. Um, but we'll also have probably, probably three players coming in a couple weeks early, you know, probably around the, the 12th of October, right in that neck of the woods. And, you know, we're hoping to have another kind of um, school tour uh, here in Moncton, kind of a, a meet the magic tour. Where we're we're going to focus a little bit more on uh, the middle school to, to high school age group. Um, you know, with just kind of some, some inspirational chats with, with students and student athletes and, um, you know, really trying to get that up off the ground uh, in those couple weeks before camp opens. So, you know, there's always something, Scott. There's always something we're, we're we're working on or trying to improve on, whether it's in the community or or just from a basketball standpoint. So, uh, you know, there's always always work to be done. Well, listen, Coach. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, we wish you safe travels to you and everybody involved with the Moncton Magic that are heading over to China this Thursday. And of course, we wish you lots of success on this international trip and. Uh, we look forward to getting some news back out of China on how you guys are doing, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you while you're in China. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to it. So, um, you know, we'll certainly keep everybody posted. We appreciate it, Coach. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. Say hello to the family, and again, safe travels, not only Thursday, but the entire time you're away. Okay, thanks a lot, Scott. You're very welcome. That's Coach Joe Salerno. Of the Moncton Magic, we again thank him for his time here today on the Magic Time Podcast. They are off to China on Thursday. They'll be gone for about uh, close to two weeks. But again, I encourage you to follow the team 
on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, some of the players as well. It's going to be pretty cool to see some of the images coming out of China. That's the Magic Time Podcast off-season update for September the 18th, 2018. I'm Scott Squires. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, friends, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.